Welcome to the Stress to the Nines AM edition. For the next few weeks, we will be studying the book of Revelation in all its mystery and glory. So stick around and join us. Thanks for listening to Stress to the Nines. Be sure to like us and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, peace. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another day of Stress to the Nines. Sorry, I'm a little bit late this morning. I apologize for that. But it's not going to stop us from working our way through the seven seals being opened by the Lamb. We're going to get to seal number six today. Before we do that, uh, some folks have pointed out to me that there are several fun Facebook posts circulating that the rapture is upon us. Maybe, but no one knows. And be very skeptical when you see anything that tells you that the time has drawn nigh. Jesus tells us that we should always live as if the time has drawn nigh. The circumstances of the world are irrelevant to us as followers of Jesus because we should live as though Christ's return is always imminent. There are plenty of hucksters and charlatans out there who would love to convince us that they know uh, when Jesus will return. They do not. So, no matter what's popped up in your Facebook feed or what you have read or anything like that, most likely uh, someone is just making things up uh, or uh, they are really poorly uh, interpreting the book of Revelation. It's a combination of the two and it's super fun. So anyway, that little PSA aside, let's move on to the sixth seal. So we will read verses 12 Uh, 12 through 17 this morning of chapter 6. When he opened the sixth seal, I looked, and there came a great earthquake. The sun became black as sackcloth, the full moon became like blood, and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as the fig tree drops its winter fruit when shaken by a gale. The sky vanished like a scroll rolling itself up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth and the magnates and the generals and the rich and the powerful and everyone, slave and free, hidden the caves and among the rocks of the mountains, calling to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of the one seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who is able to stand? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I want to point out something here that uh, I think we might be wise to think about. This sounds really dire and like terrible news uh, to those of us for whom the world works really well. Uh, This sounds awful, cataclysmic, uh, a complete disruption of our way of life. For the followers of John in his day, these words were hopeful. Remember that the fifth seal uh, revealed to us the martyrs who were huddled under the altar waiting for the end to come. This would have been the fulfillment of their hopes. For those on earth who were experiencing persecution at the hands of authorities, this sort of a cataclysmic experience and event, while traumatic, would have marked for them the hope of the fulfillment of the promises that they find in Jesus. Don't forget what we read way, way back several weeks ago uh, in chapter 2 when the church in Pergamum 
was told and reminded about their brother Antipas, who had given his life for his faith. They would have heard this as hopeful. They would have heard this as the redemption of Antipas. When we, who live fairly comfortable lives, hear this sort of writing in Scripture, it scares us and it unsettles us. But for the powerless, this would have been profoundly hopeful. And it's in their shoes that we should walk as we read the book of Revelation. It is very much written for and about the powerless. So this sort of cataclysmic event where everyone in the world is made level and every place on the world is threatened and jeopardized, uh, this would have been hopeful for those who were suffering so desperately. For them to see the kings of the earth and the magnates and the generals and the rich and powerful hiding in caves and among the rocks of the mountains would have testified to the power of the God that we worship and the faith that we all hold. So we need to really think about how we interpret these sort of apocalyptic events over the course of our lives as followers of Jesus. So let's ponder that today as we pray keeping in particular mind this day those who are suffering throughout our world. Let us pray. Holy God, on this day, we are grateful to you for what you have done for us and grateful for the ways in which you have shaped us. Today, we pray that you would help us in our faith, help us to remain strong, help us to remain faithful to one another. On this day, we pray for those who suffer around the world. We pray for those in Israel and Palestine, in the midst of violent conflict there. We pray for our friends in India who continue to suffer the ravages of the pandemic. We pray for nations around the world where civil unrest is becoming more common, where dictators hold sway, and where poverty has once again taken root. Help us this day to be compassionate, loving, and generous with all those whom we encounter, and guide us in all that we do through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, that concludes our Stress to the Nines for this morning. Tosh will be back tonight, and I'll see you Monday. Until then, peace.